What's going on, everybody? There are so many topics that we have to cover today, and hopefully we're going to get to them all. We have three updates on the live-action Star Wars shows, some Star Wars gaming news, and the Star Wars hotel that looks to bankrupt the fans. And lastly, <laughs> we do have three to four Bad Batch episodes to catch up on. I'll add more here on Chatooine. All right, everybody in the chat, and of course, Goldman and Palp memes are going to have to let me know how everything goes, because I'm in a new location, my Wi-Fi and my sound may not be as crisp as it used to be, so if I'm dead, just no longer did it. Um, but how, how's everybody been? It's It's been definitely a minute before we've all been here. Don't worry, guys, Alunga hopefully will show up. So welcome back, everyone. I'm Star Wars Only, joined, of course, with Palp memes, the Goldman, and like I said, eventually Lunga will show up. So, how have you two been? How, how's the move been for you, Goldman, and how's the new life for you, Palp memes? Uh, I'll go. Um, moves been good. I'll, I'm all settled in now. I actually start my work tomorrow, um, but doesn't stop me from uh, doing YouTube. I'm in my new apartment. I got my setup, although I've been here for a while. Although, what really bothers me, I need a new webcam because I've recently been making videos using my uh, my phone. But I can't use my phone for StreamYard, so I have to use this camera. And it looks like my room is so bright, but it's, like, really dark in here. So that's a little annoying. But besides that, everything's good. Life's good. Problem names, you have the best webcam out of us all. Uh, how are you? I, I do. I $250. It's actually I, – I really love it. It's really good to use. I, I'm good. Yeah. Um, videos have been slowly. I've been very, very busy with work, very busy with uh, some personal life stuff. And then, of course, on top of that, I've got college coming up, like, in the next week or so. So I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, I'm a little, a little frantic about that. But hopefully everything goes smooth. Hopefully my schedule's, you know, semi-normal to where I can still put my, my Star Wars passions in to, to my YouTube channel. So uh, that's what I've got going on now. So, Well, we, we have Claude back as well. He's, he's the most missed member of yes. the Chatooine show. And uh, as we said, Lungo will be back in hopefully a little bit. Uh, I know I've been away for, I don't know how long now, I think a month, uh, but I've been working and not making progression in my life like how memes clearly has with college <laughs> and whatnot. But maybe eventually I'll, I'll get into film school. But if you guys are new here, we are Chatooine. We simply talk about the news, topics, debate, and chat about Star Wars. We're also on Spotify for any podcast listeners. But if you're watching the show, leave a like and a comment in the stream so we can engage with you all. And Super Chat questions are always guaranteed an answer, and we only give the best answers even if they're wrong. So first off, I, I want to get into kind of the unique stuff that's happened that I definitely missed on the channel, and I feel like it's almost old news now. But uh, there was a lot of stuff about the Kenobi series recently. Um, there was, I think, some leaks that happened from a guy named Jordan Mason, and we got information on the Kenobi series and what characters we can expect in the series. So the first big reveal is that a young Princess Leia has been casted, and she apparently is going to be the main reason Obi-Wan gets out into the galaxy and he leaves Tatooine for another adventure. And this report also confirms that we're going to see multiple Sith Inquisitors in the series, including the fifth brother from Star Wars Rebels, who is going to be played by that Fast and Furious guy actor. Um, what's his name? Sung Kong, the guy yeah, who played Han in yeah. that. Um, but, <laughs> but wait, wait, there is more. Just recently, my friends at LRM Online did confirm that R2-D2 and C-3PO are also going to be appearing in the series. Um, yes. This is this is the fan service to the max. And Pal Memes, I know you talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Oh do you gosh, think the kind of, do you think this is the kind of fan service we need for the Kenobi series? Do you think this is a kind of a good sign for the Kenobi series right now? 
here's how I always and I will I, I try and continuously stay on this path. Fan service is fun in the moment, but then after a while, sometimes you're like, okay. Here's how I always like think fan service is good. If you can replace the fan service cameo character with anyone else and nothing would change, then it's bad fan service. Um, if you could create a new character to fit this role that the cameo character was in, it's bad fan service, right? Um, with Princess Leia, obviously there's a soul connection right there with Obi-Wan Kenobi. That, to me, makes sense. Uh, 3PO and R2-D2, sure, that makes sense. The Inquisitors, I would, I really like the idea of creating a new Inquisitor, because there are, I think we talked about this one Chatooine show a few times ago. Um, there's still a few Inquisitors, I think, that have not, canonically, at least said to my knowledge, have been not only named, but shown. Um, I just... You know, it's funny because, like, right when I posted that thing on Twitter, that pretty controversial thing saying I'm, I'm worried the show is being redone um, to fit a bunch of fan service within it, and I'm worried that's going to ruin the show. Uh, a lot of people agreed with me, but a lot of people are like, oh, you're just you're just haters being negative and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but look at the past two shows of Star Wars. They've been, I mean, there's a lot of fan service in them and stuff. Um, and so I found it funny, like, right after I uh, tweeted that, these this news came out about them. The, the Inquisitors, it's not that big of a deal. I would, like I said, prefer if they created a new character, have a new slate. You can give more information, more backstory on it, and it obviously wouldn't just be a fan service, fan service. But, I mean, as long as they still give Kenobi a good and actual meaningful arc and actually, you know, make him a human character, <laughs> you know, uh, then I'd, I'd, I'm going to be okay with it. So, I personally would argue that um, just the name of the Kenobi series. Like when this was announced, I said, this is pure fan service already. Like they, there was really no need to continue the story of Kenobi. Cause I feel like you know, after everything we knew from the clone wars, mainly from the prequels and especially episodes uh, four and five, it, it just kind of seems like his story came to an end. So for me, adding an entire series based on him is fan service, especially with, you know, it being you and McGregor, Hayden Christian that's coming back. That's kind of where you get into the territory of, you know, how bad can fan service be if it goes over and above? But um, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that this is all bad. I feel like it might get a little crowded, but same thing with The Mandalorian. It feels like they're following a formula of fan service with a lot of these live action shows. And at least when it comes to this, and I would even say The Bad Batch, and, and I'll talk about that later, it feels like less risk when it comes to the story and sometimes in favor of fan service. And we could have that with the Kenobi series. Uh, what, what do you think about it, Goldman? Do you think this series is promising because of the fan service, or are you concerned about what seems to be a lot of fan service? I made a video like a few weeks ago where it was shortly after the rumors came out, and I was trying to speculate about how it could all piece together. And I think I just got a headache trying to figure out what the plot of the show could be. Um, I'm not too concerned about the fan service. Um, I think it's an interesting idea if they bring Leia back or a younger version. I'm more, I'm more so, I'm not so so much concerned about uh the fan service i'm just trying to figure out what the story is going to be about and if 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 the inquis if there are inquisitors and they're the same ones from rebels then i don't see how they can make the show or the plot about leia and have the same inquisitors survive and vader survive and having them know that leia's out there so that makes me think that we won't see the inquisitors from rebels but maybe different ones I'd prefer it to be new Inquisitors anyway. Um, I'm not too concerned about the fan service. I think yeah, the Bad Batch hasn't been the best, but I think certain examples, like with The Mandalorian, it, it did well. I think with um, Bo-Katan, they did a good job. I think with Ahsoka, they did a good job. Boba Fett, not so much. <laughs> Luke, Luke's okay. 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not too concerned. It's the fan service hasn't ruined anything for me so far, um, and I, I completely disagree with you. Star Wars only about it seeming like Obi Wan's story is finished. I think there's so much like there's so much you can do with this story because I think with Episode three to episode four, there's just a big gap in his story, at least potential in you know, what was one of my biggest problems with Avengers Sith is it never feels like Obi Wan was actually hurt at all by the events. Like yeah, he screams to Anakin, "You were the chosen one," and he was upset. But after that, I don't know. We never actually see him suffer at all, and that's what I want in this series. So I, I think this is a great opportunity to explore the character. Am I nervous about R two three PO? I doubt there will be main part characters in the series, so no. Um, no, I don't really have many concerns. A few, not many. Okay, that's fair. And I do agree that there could be some story potential for him between three and nine, or uh, my bad, of course, three, <laughs> nine, but three and four. It, there's that 19 year gap, and we've talked about, like, at least I've talked about on my channel, I like the idea of him learning about becoming a Force Ghost from Qui Gon um, as a Force Ghost, and we're all curious on if he will show up in the series or not. There's no nothing to really uh, confirm it. I, I have no. No knowledge of it. I, I said, I think a few months ago that I had heard that they were talking to Liam Neeson for it. But other than that, I didn't, I don't know if anything was signed or not. So if he's in it, great. If not, uh, it's it seems like a missed opportunity. But then again, this, this feels like it's supposed to be about Kenobi. So adding a lot of these cameos could be problematic. But I thought the same thing with Mandalorian Season 2. And it really worked out because we still got a lot of character progression for Din Djarin. And maybe it's going to be a situation where... There are the Inquisitors, and he has to fight one of them, but they don't really know about Leia in the way that we, we would know about her. Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of curious on how that story is going to play out, because when we got the casting reveal, it showed that Aunt, um, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen are showing up too, and yeah. we have a young Luke probably in this as well. So it just seems like there's a lot of characters and a lot of ground to cover that means that there was going to be some scenes with these characters that don't involve Kenobi at all, and... We've also heard that apparently Tamara Morrison is supposed to be in it as Commander Cody, and that will be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Um, that man's making a lot of money if he's in this series. <laughs> Can I? Heavy problems. Um, so <laughs> this is kind of funny. About a year and a half ago, I want to say, one of my my close friends who actually does have, I guess I confirmed he has insider sources now. He actually told me the not only the premise of what this show was originally about as the movie. That turned into a show. Then they completely rewrote this thing. He told me what that was about. He also told me what uh, characters and stuff would show up and what the premise was about on this show. Again, this is like a year and a half ago. And it's kind of making me kind of spin my head because literally every single piece that he told me is coming true. Including Commander Cody. So I would highly bet um, that, yeah, Cody is in this as well. And that to me is just like, okay, stop. <laughs> Please stop. But just... I, I want, I, I'm just so worried because I want not necessarily another Luke story because well, I obviously saw Luke as a very depressed and failed person who rose again, but I want something as deep and emotional with that with Kenobi and there's only going to be six episodes in this. If half the episodes are, we need you to go on this adventure with us so we can fight these guys, I'm going to literally lose my mind and jump off a cliff because it's like, I want to see Kenobi as a person. I want to see him as an actual character where he actually grows and has to go through these, all this PTSD, see it all, all these really cool clips and stuff on YouTube of like Obi-Wan as PTSD, that's a really good video and stuff. I want to see that side to Kenobi and I feel like with how short this show already is, I think I, that's my biggest concern is if, if you are adding all these characters, but there's obviously going to be a lot of adventures and stuff, which I'm, I'm fine with, don't get me wrong, but I hope it doesn't overshadow what this show, at least in my head, should be about, which is the conflict within Kenobi after, you know, his brother 
fell to the dark side and he felt his brother right and so that's i know it's not like too established too well in the prequels but it is how it is and we can all admit that end of revenge of the sith where he's like you were my brother we, we all we all cry to it and so i'm just i'm hoping they go through with that in terms of that emotional conflict and i hope it doesn't get overshadowed by cody uh maybe ahsoka shows up i don't know there's all these different ones that keep coming out every week um that's kind of just where i'm at I, th I think it makes i don't say no sense but i think it's a poor decision to have cody in it because let's be real a uh, majority of the people who are going to watch the show did not watch the clone wars and i feel like if you didn't watch the clone wars you might remember who commander cody is but there's no like emotional attachment between obi-wan and cody in the uh in revenge of the sith he's kind of there and then even after the clones turn on obi-wan he doesn't seem to care that much he's like the clones turn on me oh no mm. so like to have that have cody in the series mm -hmm. as like an emotional moment for Obi-Wan because that's going to be a thing, right? He sees his old clone general or commander. I just don't think it'll work because I think a lot of people aren't going to be familiar with the connection between the two. If that makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. And, and I do agree to a point that, especially in the Revenge of the Sith, there's really no connection between Kenobi and Cody. Like the, the most they say to each other is like, a, he's he's like on, yeah, he, he's like, he's like, when have I ever stirred you wrong or something? And yeah. like, I'm not going to kill all the droids before you get there. It's, it's nothing big. And you're like, OK, like, I guess they've worked together before. But I would argue that because of the popularity of the Clone Wars, the popularity of the prequels has grown a lot and the love for Obi-Wan has grown a lot. So with recent Clone Wars season seven coming out being a big deal um, with Bad Batch not being a huge hit, at least that we know of, but it's still being relevant in the Star Wars conversation. There are going to be a lot of people kind of our age or younger who are going to watch the series solely because of the prequels and solely because <laughs> of mm -hmm. all the connections it's going to make to the Clone Wars now. Um, I feel like that's going to drive a lot of engagement interest in the series. So I feel like Commander Cody's cameo may not be appreciated by us, but a lot of the fans who just die hard love the clones, die hard love mm -hmm. prequels, are really going to enjoy that aspect. And one thing I do want to say on what Palpamemes was saying about how this show should focus on the story of Obi-Wan surviving Order 66 and kind of reflecting on everything that happened and how we really didn't get that in Revenge of the Sith. That's something I really want, and I think it's a good story premise. My only concern is even if this episode, this series is six episodes long, I don't feel like that as a story premise is good enough to keep it going for six episodes. I, I don't feel like I'd want to see him reflect for the entire series. And so I think that was Lucasfilm's thinking of we're going to spend maybe an episode or two reflecting on the past and what happened with Anakin. And then maybe in the next four, that's when he finds out something's going to happen to Leia and he has to go fight these stupid inquisitors and then ends up fighting vader again i really don't know how they're going to pull off the fighting darth vader aspect of this if they're already going to have him fighting sith inquisitors right it just sounds like a lot of light it might my, my, my speculation for this whole thing ideally what i want is it to be focused on his relationship to anakin like say leia is not in the picture but now that leia is in the picture it kind of changes this that he's on uh tatooine you know he's depressed for an episode and then he finds out that Darth Vader is a thing still. And then that forces him to leave. Cause he's like, if Anakin's still alive, I need to see, is this true? Is there still Anakin in him? Because there's that line in return of the Jedi where when Luke's trying to get Vader to come back to light and Vader says, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. And currently in the Canon, not once did we ever see Obi-Wan think there was still good in Anakin. So what I would like to see is, him, he finds out that Darth Vader's alive. He leaves, and then I guess after a while, he eventually finds Vader and sees, kind of similar to the uh, Vader-Ahsoka thing in Rebels, 
he realizes that An he can't be the one to turn Anakin back, um, or he realizes that Anakin's too far gone, and then they fight and he escapes, whatever. And then how Leia plays into that, I don't know, maybe he just stops by and sees Leia. Because, I don't know, maybe one of you guys can convince me. I just don't see how they can have Leia in this story. Because Leia is not just some random child. She is the daughter of a politician, and then will become a very known... She wasn't a senator, but she was very involved in politics. She was a well-known person by the time of the original trilogy. So it's like, do the Inquisitors know there's like a Force-sensitive girl somewhere? They just don't know it's Leia? Do they know it's Leia and then they die? Does Vader know? So having Leia in there confuses me. When when does the fifth brother die? Because that's the one the Han guy from Fast and Furious is supposed to be playing. Does, does he die in uh, Rebels? Yeah, at the end of season two. Three Inquisitors die at the end of season two. The seventh sister, fifth brother, and sixth brother? Tenth brother? Then, sure. then I would be better that the seventh sister, and according to this report, the fifth brother is definitely showing up. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure about the seventh sister, but at least those two are showing up, I would imagine, just because we've seen them in Star Wars Rebels, and we, we seem to be going for like the easy route no. of storytelling of, oh, you've seen this person in this before, let's reintroduce them. Remember this action. person? <laughs> I just think that's yeah. such a stupid thing to do, because then yeah. like Obi-Wan has to fight them, the Inquisitors have to survive then, so do they just give up the search for this? If, if it is about Leia, and that's why the Inquisitors are there, because they're looking for Leia, do they just give up trying to find Leia? Because they're still alive. They're still looking for a Jedi by the time of Rebels, which is like eight, seven years after the events of when this show is going to take place. I just think it makes so much more sense to include new Inquisitors. So say they do find out about Leia, then Obi-Wan can kill them, and then that keeps Leia's identity a secret. And then maybe they just never told Vader about it or whatever, and then somehow Vader comes into play. I'll, I, I think I'd be fairly disappointed if the yeah, so there's a bit of a, a conflict there with the story aspect, which of course is all speculation. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you're right that throwing Leia in there because I remember saying that report. I was like, I never thought we would see Leia in this show. That's really odd, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, she's what nine years old at this point. Mm -hmm. Which so it's that she... one. It's the actor from uh, the the Marvel show, isn't it? Um, uh, that that Loki show, I'm, isn't she? I have it? no idea. I don't. Or am know. I, is that something that... else? That was the actual oh, that, Young Ray. That's Young Ray. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep up with Marvel, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I will say I did see someone say that they think that Cody's gonna be, um, it's just a simple cameo, like he's there and he's gone, maybe in a flashback. And this is just from what I was I was told. Um, Cody seems, at least from what this person knows, Cody seems to be very much in the forefront, like he's leading this entire search for Kenobi. Again, yeah. nothing's confirmed, that's just what I'm told. All I'm saying is I didn't really believe it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But now that literally everything he's telling me, he told me, is kind of coming true with all these leaks and reports. Um, so that's my biggest issue, is it doesn't seem like it's going to be a quick flashback sequence, which I would be fine with. Um, it seems like Kenobi's going to be the forefront leader of of this. And, and, and like... Um, it seems like at least the way this is going is Vader finds out that Kenobi is live, and so he sends him and his his uh, the fist of Vader, whatever that that group is, and then Cody's the forefront leader of that, and they go and search for Kenobi. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I right. that's what I was told, and everything's kind of lining up that way. I, I don't want to be like any spoilers or anything, but because I don't I don't know, but <laughs> I'm just saying what I was told. Well, that um, does corroborate with the story that um mm -hmm. that they used to be a, a group of scoopers, uh, Kessel Run Transmissions. Those guys said something similar yeah. about Commander Cody being the one who hunts down uh, Kenobi. So 
I guess that's the way the story goes. Um, we have two other live action shows that we can talk about real quick. Um, and that is, of course, the Ahsoka Tano series and the other A live action series, which is the Cassian Andor. Um, I, I'm, I know we're all looking more for the uh, Ahsoka Tano series than we are the Cassian Andor one. But um, they said from LRM Online that the guy who's playing Ezra in the Ahsoka Tano series is named, uh, oh, man, I don't know how to say it, Mini, Mina Masad? It's Aladdin. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, the guy who played Aladdin in the live-action Disney movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be playing Ezra, and then Lars Mikkelsen, of course, as Thrawn. He played the voice for him in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Are you guys okay with uh, those two being casted in the Ahsoka Tano series? And does this give you kind of more hope for the Ahsoka Tano series that she's not only going to be, of course, looking for these guys, but she's going to actually find them, and we're going to get a lot of scenes with them? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you go, you go Pop names. Okay. I was just saying, I'm... I'm... This Ahsoka series, I have never, as much as I love Ahsoka, I'm honestly, I've never been super hyped for this show. Like, obviously, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm going to watch it, but, like, I'm just not hyped for it. I don't know why. I just, and it seems like, I think because after it got announced, there was some reports that this is going to be that next season of Rebels, but it's going to be live action, and I can totally see that. Um, and it seems like that's kind of coming to fruition with, with these reports and whatnot. I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I, I. I I always try not to judge before we see it, obviously, uh, because I kind of did that a little bit with um, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, who I, I love Rosario, but when it was casted or was announced that she was playing, I was like, I didn't really see it. And then I saw her in the actual show. I'm like, oh my gosh, she did a, she did a good job at that. So, um, I mean, I can't really judge before I see it, but I think it's cool. I, I look forward to see what this show's really about. Um, but at the moment, I'm still just not very hyped for it. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's going to have a story uh, that I'm super intrigued to see but again i i hope i'm wrong so i hope you're wrong too i'm, I'm pretty interested in the story mainly when it comes to thrawn and ezra um just the prospects of them coming back and i and i know dave filoni's kind of spearheading this a little bit more than Don, john favreau is because you know ahsoka is his character mm. so i'm kind of hopeful that this is his big series that is like kind of the grand finale for Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars, and that after this, he can kind of go on to bigger things in Star Wars, even though this is probably the biggest thing that he's done for Star Wars so far. Um, you got any final thoughts on this, Goldman? Um, I'm I'm very excited. And I'm, even though I'm a fan of Ahsoka, and you spelled Ahsoka wrong, Ahoksa. Ahoksa. <laughs> don't, don't I always spell something wrong? I, yeah, I copy and paste like 90% of the things, <laughs> and it always just comes out wrong. Yeah. But um, for me, I'm more excited for the aspect of it being a successor to Rebels because the Filoni-verse, even though each series tells its own story, there are ongoing story threads that um, are, go through them all. Like there's Rex with, um, you see Rex in the Bad Batch, you see Gregor in Bad Batch. So like, even though we had uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, they're putting things in the Bad Batch that connect to both of those stories. Um, and... One of my biggest problems with things Star Wars does is they go backwards. And when they do, they tell stories about characters that we already know what's going to happen to them. With Obi-Wan, there is a big exception because I think there's just such an interesting story there. With Andor, even though I'm fascinated by the concept, I'm not so fascinated with the character. But with the with this Ahsoka series and the Mandalorian, or like the Mandalorian-verse, Mandoverse, there we go, which is just like this, Ahsoka... Mandalorian, Rangers New Republic, that happens, and Boba Fett. We don't really know where that's going to go. Like, yeah, the sequels happen, but we don't know how much the story is going to tie into the sequels, if at all. And we don't know about any of these characters, what their fates are, besides Luke. 
who showed up for a scene in the Mandoverse. So I'm I'm very excited. I'm I'm a big fan of Ezra, even though they're, Ezra's really annoying at times in Rebels. I'm excited to see a much more mature version of the character because it will have been a bit been about what ten years chronologically from Mandalorian to his disappearance. And I'm just fascinated to know why he never came back. Because, you know, he's been gone for 10 years. And I think it would be a missed opportunity if they just said he was captured by Thrawn. Because I don't think it's in Thrawn's character to do that. Especially since they're making... they Soon they're going to have six books about him. So they clearly care about Thrawn and his personality. Um, so I think that they're building to something. Whether it be, like, the Grisks from the books, the Yuzong Vong... They're building this something. And I think that the reason Ezra is still in the Unknown Regions is because he has a purpose there. And that purpose is to protect the known galaxy from something. That's my guess. And I think that that, that makes the most sense. Um, I think Thrawn's not going to be like the big bad. I think he'll be a villain for a while. And then they'll find out he has another purpose. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I do think that they're going to find Thrawn and Ezra, and it's going to be more of a weird working dynamic where mm -hmm. um, they've been kind of working together for a long time, and we just did not expect that. And um, Ahsoka, for sure, did not expect that. But um, speaking of something I didn't expect, and uh, last topic about the uh, live-action Star Wars shows, uh, there was a report from our good friends at LRM Online about uh, the Cassian Andor series having Agent Callus being in the show. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be a prominent character, but they did say that Agent Callus for Star Wars Rebels will be in the Cassidy Andor series in some capacity. And I'm, I think that's not a bad thing. I'm curious on who they're going to cast for him. I really didn't like his character in Rebels up until the episode with Zeb where they were like trapped on a planet. And then I kind of saw where things were going. And I think he became a, a fan favorite. I really like him uh, now. So I think this is going to be interesting having him work with Cassian because not only is he from Rebels and it was animated, but also I feel like their personalities would actually go well together. But what do you guys think about the memes? Yeah, I mean, it's um, that's cool. I haven't even – I didn't even really read that report. Um, so this is kind of new news to me. Um, I, I'm more curious to see what they're going to be doing together. You know, why why is this Andor show happening? Well, there's obviously going to be a big story. There has to be some important story that they're going to tell if they're going to make this show. Um, for a character that isn't super – I mean, obviously we all like Andor, but we're not like – I think Goldman said earlier, we're not like super invested in him, I guess. So mm -hmm. I'm just so curious about what is this show going to be about? Why are they making an entire show around this character who, who just kind of was there and then was gone, right? He was just kind of a supportive side character to Jyn Erso and Rogue One. And so I think now we're getting this news with him. I'm like, okay, so this might be a bigger story than we originally expected. Um, but it's again, with the show, I'm still just not very, uh, very hyped for it. But then again, we don't know a whole lot about it. So I have to stay... Uh, mm -hmm kind of content with that um yeah there's not much about it yet i think we're getting 12 episodes but i don't know oh what it's gonna be about yeah a lot of episodes and then having this guy in it and wait do you guys think he's gonna be fulcrum like that, that's just gonna be the alias yeah, that he, he has uses. been yeah like, he was, he was fulcrum in rebels yeah so this may be taking place like crossing over with rebels in some well, capacity he right? wasn't in rebels he, he, he was Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Cassian Andor. Yes, Callus was. Sorry. Okay, yeah, that, that's what I that's what I was thinking. Like that, mm -hmm. he would be the fulcrum in this situation in this show. Would that work? <sighs> My thing with Callus, I really hope Callus doesn't show up because I don't know when. Actually, I don't know specifically when this takes place. 
for one, casting Andor himself was Fulcrum at some point. I don't know where that was said. I think it might have been in the Rogue One novel, but he, he was a Fulcrum at some point. With with Callus, I have the same philosophy that Palpatine does. If you're going to bring back a character to appear, like cameo in something, why does that specific character need to appear? Like with the Mandalorian, it makes sense that Bo-Katan appears. It makes sense that Ahsoka appears because there's only, those are the only characters that can play that role. But like Boba Fett, anyone could have played Boba Fett in Mandalorian season two. <laughs> with Cat, with Callus, like there, his story is Rebels. He he began Rebels as the evil Imperial. He had a bit of a redemption story, and then he fought with the Rebels at the end. Like, what is there to tell about Callus beforehand? That that so that that really irks me. Like, could you tell stuff with Callus afterwards? Sure. But beforehand, I don't know what you could possibly tell with Callus. Um, I guess maybe like if Cassian's Fulcrum, then that somehow ties into Callus' story because he becomes Fulcrum. I don't know. But regardless of Callus or anything, I'm just I'm, I'm really fascinated with the show, especially because he said it's gonna be 12 episodes and supposedly there's gonna be season two. Even though I don't care for Cassian as a character, I I'm, I just love the concept of actually seeing the rebellion grow. Because even though Star Wars Rebels is called Star Wars Rebels, it's not really about the Rebellion. It's about a family. Like, even though the Clone Wars is about the Clone Wars, Rebels is not about the Rebellion. So if we just get a show that's really about the Rebellion and how they formed, and we get a little bit of a grittier aspect to the Rebellion, I'm fascinated by that. I don't really care who shows up. I prefer characters like Callus don't show up. I can't wait to see uh, Old Man Saw Gerrera again. That's my favorite character <laughs> ever. <laughs> so yes um uh, krennic would be interesting because i we talked about that like a month ago um yeah i'm, I'm more fascinated about the show than most people not so much for the characters just the concept um but i hope callus doesn't show up i think that would be so forced and i would not be a fan oh maybe they can they can pull it off um it, i hope they do if he shows up i hope they do pull it off i just i can't picture it it's kind of weird because the Cassian Andor series has had surprisingly the most troubled production, and it's it's been so long that we've really even talked about it. But I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys remember, it was about to get canceled for a little bit. Like there was a week where they shut Close down, yeah. and it, it was like, oh crap, we're gonna change things. And then the series writer, I can't remember his name, he just became like one of the co-writers. And then Tony Gilroy, the guy who saved Rogue One. He came in and is now the showrunner for the series, but then he couldn't make it to start directing the show because of um, COVID, of course, and the lockdowns in the UK. So I think they have another guy who's a showrunner now as like the director and everything. So it's had a lot of um, ups and downs, but from everything we've seen so far, it kind of seems to be going smooth. Um, so. I still think I'm more looking forward to Ahsoka. This is probably like, at least for 2022, one of the bottom of the barrel kind of uh, shows that I'm looking forward to. But I think with Agent Cal showing up and Saw Gerrera and all that stuff, it makes it a little bit more interesting from the Rebellion side because it's exploring Mm -hmm. that aspect that we haven't really explored too much in the movies. And I I think it's going to be surprisingly dark, honestly. But it just kind of looks like a fun fun Star Wars action show. I really feel like we're going to get a copy of Rogue One with this series, and I'm not sure how people are going to feel about that, because it seems like most fans are really favorable towards Rogue One, but most people who are into Star Wars for, like, the story, and, like, they really care a lot about the characters, they don't seem to like Rogue One as much. So, I, um, I hope this show goes well, because we're getting 12 episodes of it. Like, 12 episodes of this, and then 6 episodes of the Kenobi series. 
you would think it would be reversed, right? Right. Uh, I don't know. Because uh, Obi-Wan is only... I don't want them to explore Obi-Wan too much, but with Cassian, I think the Cassian Andor show is going to be more focused about the Rebellion than so much him. I mean, he's the main character, of course. It's going to be about him. But I feel like there's going to be a much heavier focus on like the plot and building the Rebellion. At least I hope that's the case. I, I hope that's what they were going to do with the Bad Batch, but that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm a little optimistic about it. Um, before we get into the Bad Batch and we have the Star Wars Hotel and I think yeah, the next topic we're going to talk about is the Jedi Fallen Order sequels. But before that, I am going to play a nice little ad that I finally recorded today for Chatooine because we don't have sponsors, but eh, some of the past the time. So here we go. Chatooine still doesn't have any official sponsors, but we can provide you ways of saving money on your next Star Wars book. Inside Editions has up to 50 Star Wars books, and you can save 35% on your order by using the code STARWARSSAGA. Explore the Jedi Order with Secrets of the Jedi, or maybe learn more about the lightsabers of the galaxy with the lightsaber collection. If you're a food connoisseur like me, get the Galactic Baking Book and Galaxy's Edge Cookbook to eat the Star Wars foods that you've always dreamed of. Click the link in the description below and use code Star Wars Saga to get 35% off each order. Wait, where do I have to go to get my 35% off? Uh, click the link in the description. <laughs> get that get that galactic baking book. Let me tell you, I'm going to make some can of butter and then mix it in with all the uh, all the kind of uh, recipes that they call for and use that because uh, the, book, the book's kind of nice. But Do they uh, teach you how to make death sticks? <laughs> uh, I don't want to learn how to make death sticks. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll get Lunga to, to record an advertisement for his Isadora and the Immortal Chains thing and add that into the program as well. And course anything that you two guys want to promote whether it be claude's only fans or <laughs> continue, some good money continue race or uh, palp memes can fan fund a uh a fan film for ray's story to be continued and hopefully higher I'll, days I'll that. fine i'll do it myself <laughs> yes that thanos exactly <laughs> Uh, so the next topic I want to talk about is the Star Wars gaming news. We, we kind of had some good news. We had some bad news. Um, the, the bad news, since I like starting off with the bad news first, and I don't think many people are even going to care about this, is the Nintendo Switch and mobile game called Star Wars <laughs> Hunters has been delayed, which was funny. It was announced February of this year for a release later this year, and they just came out and said that it's pushed back a whole year pretty much like a year and a half to the quarter four of 2022 but that's not the worst of it because we likely won't even see another triple a star wars game like jedi fallen order until 2023 but ea did give us an update about fallen order stating in a recent earnings call that they will invest into jedi fallen order as a franchise meaning that there's going to be more than one game planned for the series at least more one more um sequel than what we thought we thought there'd just be a second game it looks like there might be a second and third maybe a spinoff we don't know what they mean by franchise other than it's going to be more than one game so uh let's go around the room i'd like to get your reactions to star wars hunters being delayed because <laughs> clearly we all were so enticed by that um who <laughs> <laughs> wants to go <laughs> i mean uh, it's not i don't think we know anything about the series or the yeah. uh, the show in general right i mean not the show the, the game it, yeah we've got the trailer and it looked like something i'd play on my iphone yeah. yeah, it reminds me of... Um, if I even would play it, yeah. Yeah, what's that one that's still going? Um, Galaxy of Heroes? Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah. Like, I, remember, I remember seeing that when EA first did the Star Wars deal and thinking it was, like, semi-cool. And they had a lot of other mobile games that I thought would be cool. 
and they've all just been canceled or shut down at this point, and now it's only Galaxy Heroes. So it's nice to have another game, but it's also kind of sad that they announced it literally like four or five months ago, and they're already having to delay it again. Uh, I don't think it's going to improve the confidence for the game, but I also don't really care. I don't think I'll play this game even yeah. when it comes out. I, I might give it like a chance and just like, supposedly it's a free-to-play game, right? I think. Like you can get it on your phone and also on the Switch. I could I'm be not sure. I could be very wrong, but my my interest in Star Wars Hunters, I'm I'm trying to compare that to my interest with the Lando show. Oh gosh, uh, no, that's disrespectful. Come on, come that's on, disrespectful, Goldman. Gold you can't do that. You can't compare that. I'll say I'm more excited for Hunters. Um, but with, what? That's fine. That's that's fair. Okay, <laughs> fine, I'll fine. But with, but with the Fallen Order franchise, I think that's fantastic. I actually hope that the stories, like, because if I hope they actually, because it's called Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. So I assume the franchise is going to be the Star Wars Jedi franchise. Whether the, I hope it doesn't just continue the story of Cal Kestis. Like, do I, would I like it if they made another game with the character? Sure, because I'm a huge Cal Marin shipper and I want to see that happen. <laughs> um, but I want, I, I want to see other Jedi from other points in the galaxy. Do if they want to do a story with a Jedi from the Clone Wars, sure. A Jedi before the Phantom Menace, sure. A Jedi after the Rise of Skywalker, absolutely. So I would love for them to explore other parts of the uh, universe. Um, that's that's what I hope they mean by franchise. I hope they don't plan on doing ten games with Cal Kestis. That would be disappointing. Um, so I hope we get more. I hope they actually do a Star Wars Jedi franchise, not Jedi Fallen Order Two, Jedi Fallen Order Three. Palpal memes. Do you take offense to that as someone who looks more like Cal Kestis? Yeah, apparently I look just like him. <laughs> it's like okay, I don't. I, I don't know. Someone I don't told see me, it. Let someone me told me I look like John Cena, so I'm. I'm kind of just like, all right. I can see that more than. I can see that more. I can see that more. I'm like, Cal, I don't know. I've had people say yes, people say no, but yeah, no. I, I Jedi Fallen Order. I really, really did like the game. Uh, obviously, there were some issues with that, the replayability of it, but the story of it was really great. But I'm right with you there, Goldman. Um, even back on my old Battlefront channel, when I talk about this, I was trying to tell people, no, this is not like the franchise isn't called Jedi Fall, uh, Jedi Fall, or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The franchise is called Star Wars Jedi. Like that was actually like kind of talked about like before. Fallen Order even came out, and they kind of kept it under wraps because they didn't want people to think that it was a series yet, um, and especially that type of series. But yeah, I'm with I'm with uh, Goldman. I really hope. I mean, I'd always be cool if we see like a, a story with Ahsoka. Maybe I know we can, I know she shows up in literally everything in existence now. But I think there's I think it'd be cool to play as Ahsoka. Um, obviously, you have some stuff after Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if I would want that because I don't want the ground base of the Jedi after Rise of Skywalker to be shown or at least the start of it to be shown in a game. I hope they really do that's that fair. in a live-action show so they can get that groundwork done and then you have an ex you have a Jedi that's at, whether it's trained by Finn or maybe it is Finn. I mean, that'd be interesting and and you play as them in, in the Star Wars Jedi series. But uh, Star Wars Hunters, I, it's not that Star Wars Hunters is a bad thing. Sorry, my camera won't focus. It, it, my problem with Star Wars Hunters is literally the only game that we have coming out soon and that's what irritates me the most is we haven't had a Star Wars game in so long. Um, I'm very thankful. Yeah, I'm just very thankful for Lucasfilm for branching out to other companies. So I honestly, I know three years from now, everything will be completely fine. We'll be getting many games every year. But right now it just sucks because it's like, 
the only games we were getting is uh, Skywalker Saga, and then they delayed that a thousand times, and then we're like, well, maybe we can play Hunters, and now they're like, nope, <laughs> nope, you're not playing that yet. Um, it's just, but then again, the game, it just doesn't intrigue me whatsoever. It's just like a small game for the Switch and maybe phone or whatever, so I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, my problem with that is it's the only piece of gaming content we have coming out anytime soon, but Fallen Order... Love the game. Um, there's definitely things to improve it, and I'm, I guarantee they will improve on those things in the next one, whether it's the continuation of Cal's story, which I can't see that being because, I mean, what else are they going to do with Cal? I think it'll definitely be another Jedi. Um, Cal Marin. Karen, no, you mean? You're a Karen? Oh, no, Cal Marin. Yeah, Karen. The, 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 the ship, you got the Raylos, the Ray Kylo, you got... Cal Marin, you got Karen, you know? <laughs> okay, I mean, that, that works, I guess. So I mean... I, I, I like by the way, I, I, I don't see it. I do not see it. No, yeah, I mean, you guys have some yeah. other styles, but his yeah. is, like, really orange. He's really pale. Uh, yeah, you're okay, Cal Memes. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got ladies, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm single, so I'm like, I'm over here just... <laughs> well, ladies, if you want a Cal Kestis lookalike, it's not Palp Memes, but I'm sure you could dress oh, come up. On, like come on, come on! <laughs> you really, you really set me up there. <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta get, we gotta get you going out here. Um, you know, we, we have OnlyFans, but not that kind of OnlyFans. Star Wars celebration. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it's gonna be great. We'll we'll see you all there. It's uh, gonna be great. I, I like I like uh, EA's uh, commitment to Fallen Order. Honestly, I, I feel like they've really screwed the pooch on the Star Wars games for the past like ten years. But the fact that they're investing in Fallen Order means they've kind of listened not only to the sales but to the fans and I, I think to me this means that EA may finally be taking Star Wars seriously it doesn't feel like they've taken it seriously at all but I kind of feel like it is uh, a sign of that so but my, I have two questions for you guys do you think EA is finally taking Star Wars seriously at least when it comes to like sequels for um, the Jedi series and if you had to pick between a Jedi Fallen Order sequel like two and three or Battlefront 3 by EA, which would you choose and why? Who wants to go? <laughs> um, yes, I do think EA's taking it very seriously. I think I think what they did, or what DICE did with Battlefront, and EA was still in supportive of that. Obviously, that could have been Lucasfilm kind of hammering them down, getting on to them, like, you guys got to fix this game. You really screwed us over with this game. Um, but also, it's like, um, EA's a company. They, they want to make money. When they had the monopoly of the Star Wars license on video games, they... Didn't have to put much effort in it, and when we kind of saw that, they they tried to take resources out of everything. They took all resources resources out of Battlefront. I mean, I could go on. There's a whole book worth of bad things they did with the Star Wars franchise. That said, they did a good job on Fallen Order, and I think hopefully they realize now that yes, Star Wars fans do like story games. Believe it or not, um, really? I didn't know I'm that. like <laughs> gamers like stories. What? <laughs> um, so I am looking forward to the future of EA because I think EA definitely does. We'll do a lot better now that it's a competition because, again, they love money and they're not going to make money if their games suck. But would I take Fallen Order, whatever, over Battlefront 3? Absolutely freaking not. I love Battlefront series. Uh, Battlefront 2 is my favorite Star Wars game despite its flaws. Uh, I think a Battlefront 3 with the next-gen consoles and the hardware limitations are limitless or whatever. Uh, it's... Uh, the, the the opportunities are through the through the sky. And I mean through the sky literally. I want to see ground-to-air seamless battles where I can take a ship... And then fly up into a capital ship and start killing a bunch of things up there and then blowing up the capital ship. I mean, there's so much more potential for that than as much as I do love story driven games than than as a story driven game. I think I think a Battlefront three is is by far top of my list, so 
I, I do agree with you that I want like ground to sky battles, but I would say um, this is why I don't like EA and how Dice made the Battlefront games because that was capable um, even with the current or the past gen uh, consoles, uh, the Xbox mm-hmm. One and PS4. They they, they did that with um, the OG Battlefront Three that was supposed to come out. It could do right. ground to space. So so I'm really disappointed with well, at least the recent Battlefront games. But um, Goldman, what, what do you think? What, what what do you think about EA investing? more into Star Wars, do you take them seriously now? And if you had to pick between Jedi Fallen Order sequels and Battlefront 3, which would you pick? I think after the disaster of the Battlefront 2 launch, I think they started to realize that they needed to make a change. And they started that with Fallen Order, which was a good start. Um, I'm not very familiar with video games, so I don't know how long it takes to develop them. Um, I mean, what, it's been four years since uh, Battlefront 2 came out? So I don't know if that's enough time to get another big game off the ground. But I would instantly choose a Battlefront 3 over a Fallen Order 2 or another game like that. Because um, even though I, I love the story of Fallen Order, I'm not I'm not much of a gamer. So like for stories, so I'd much rather just be invested in a game that I can play with my friends all the time. I, and some, with Battlefront 2, my biggest problem is that I, I don't feel like I have an incentive to keep on playing. Like there's no, there's nothing else for me to unlock other than skins. Like there's no rank for me to show off or whatever. If they did something like that with Star Wars, where there's like a competitive mode that I can get super into, I would love that. And you know, with Battlefront One, that was the original trilogy. With Battlefront Two, that's the Skywalker saga. Now with Battlefront Three, we have all these shows coming out. Let's utilize them. Let's have a, let's have Mando as a character. Let's have um, the Bad Batch as characters. Let's have the Clone Wars characters as characters. Let's not have BB-8 as the main DLC character for a season. Like, uh, there's so much they can do with... Now that since Battlefront 2 came out, they've added so much to the mainstream Star Wars that there's so much more they can do. I'd much much rather see Battlefront 3 than a Fallen Order 2. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go against the grain on this one. I would pick like Jedi Fallen Order 2 and 3 over Battlefront 3, simply because um, I don't feel like even the recent Battlefront 2 is the same in content as the OG one from 2005. I feel like it's has maybe two-thirds, maybe half of the actual content of that game. And because of that, I feel like if they come out with the Battlefront 3, and let's say in my mind it's equal to the 2005 version, Battlefront 2, I still don't think that's... That, that's good enough, almost. It's like, dude, you, you should be better than the past, not worse. And I didn't really like that about the first one. It's only set in the original trilogy era. The second one feels, you know, a little bit bigger. But how much is bigger when you're only doing better than the first game that you made and that didn't have anything in it at all, including a campaign? So for me, when it comes to Jedi Fallen Order, there's a lot more reliability on Respawn Entertainment and what they did. And I really like the story. I really like the world building that they did for... Jedi Fallen Order and whatever they do next, I feel like I have a lot more vested interest in that. And of course, I guess I, I favor more story than I um, would just multiplayer in terms of video games. And so that really appeals to me a lot more than another Battlefront from EA. I, I just I'm really nervous about what they'll do next because they were already supposed to make a Battlefront three. They were working on it for a little bit, and it was like a I think a smaller version of what Battlefront two was. But then they canceled it. So it just seems like. They've been wishy-washy with Battlefront, and they even talked about recently about them doing a Battlefield game instead of Battlefront 3. So it's like, I really don't know what to expect from EA. 
So I feel like they would give more hands off with Respawn developing the Jedi Fallen Order games than they would DICE making Battlefront. And so I just don't, I don't, I don't trust Battlefront anymore. Um, hopefully the third one, if it does happen, changes my uh, mind around on that. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I really don't know when that's coming out. At least we know we'll get Jedi Fallen Order probably in 2023 and likely like an announcement in 2022 at Star Wars Celebration from EA about all the future Star Wars stuff. Um, I, I think... I think, like you were saying, they kind of woke up after Battlefront 2 and were like, okay, like we're actually sitting on a gold mine and people actually care about Star Wars and we've kind of screwed up, so we should change things up real quick. Um, we're going to go uh, another quick commercial break and then we'll talk about the uh, Star Wars Hotel. Chatween still doesn't have any official sponsors, but we can provide you ways of saving money on your next Star Wars book. Inside Editions has up to 50 Star Wars books and you can save 35% on your order by using the code STARWARSSAGA. Explore the Jedi Order with Secrets of the Jedi, or maybe learn more about the lightsabers of the galaxy with the lightsaber collection. If you're a food connoisseur like me, get the Galactic Baking Book and Galaxy's Edge Cookbook to eat the Star Wars foods that you've always dreamed of. Click the link in the description below and use code STARWARSSAGA to get 35% off each order. Alright, the real the real advertisement was this <laughs> monstrosity of a price. Uh, for a while, Disney's been teasing a luxury Star Wars hotel here in Orlando, Florida at Walt Disney World in Hollywood Studios Park that has the famous Galaxy's Edge. It's the Star Wars theme park, pretty much, even though it's a subsidiary of another theme park. And just this last week, they revealed a lot of details about the hotel as well as the pricing. So what happens when you stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser? You stay on a ship for two days and two nights. It's supposed to be totally immersive. And on the second day, you go to Galaxy's Edge. In the morning, you ride Rise of the Resistance. And then you return to the ship and continue out this immersive experience. And all the food is included in the pricing that you pay, excluding alcohol. I guess if you want that, it's <laughs> some extra money. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, and then there's a lot to go over in terms of what you do. But I really don't want to spend the whole show talking about that. You can play with lightsabers i think and they're supposed to make like decisions between being a smuggler and being a resistance person but it seems more than anything disney is trying to sell you a totally immersive star wars experience unlike anything before but the question is does this justify the four thousand eight hundred dollar price range for two people and two nights um i think that's going to be the big selling point for disney is trying to convince people that this is worth damn near five thousand dollars so uh, Goldman, I'll give this to you first. What do you guys think this? Uh, do you guys think this looks okay, and does this sound like something worth the high price tag? Uh, I have to see what it's actually like. Like when when it opens up, and I see like casual people actually go make videos recording their experience, then I could have a better guess as to whether or not I would enjoy it. Like right now, I have no interest in going to Galaxy's Edge. Well, I mean, would it be cool? Sure. But I've heard that it's borderline impossible to get on the rides anyway. So it's basically a glorified shopping center. And then I would go bankrupt because I would buy everything there. Um, so, I mean, right now I'm not too excited. And even though it does involve the, does take place during the sequels, which I like, I assume it's going to take place with Galaxy's Edge, which is between eight and nine. And that one year time gap doesn't interest me at all. So, I'm, I'm just not particularly interested in like the story that's going on. I hope it's immersive and I, I hope it's really insane, but I have no intention on going there off the price right now, unless I watch <laughs> it and 
Um, it looks amazing. I will say this though, if they do have like a bar and it's like can't do a bite, then I'll go. I mean, apparently you, it's like when it talks about immersive, like you're not going to have like your phone out and like credit cards and all that stuff. Like I, I think one of the nights, I think the first night you're there, you have dinner and it's like a live musical performance and all the characters, like the bartender, the people who are serving you food, all of them are going to look and feel like star Wars characters. That, are that'd be cool. Dressed up. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Um, and the person who's funding this is Fofo, clearly. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He says, in my opinion, no <laughs> hotel that is priced that much is worth it. My bank account has feelings. Yeah, that's, it seems like they're almost pricing normal people out at this point. Um, people who are really big in the theme parks and everything have been talking about how Disney's been kind of gearing things more towards like people who have a higher income by charging for fast passes and everything and just kind of increasing the prices and making this kind of stuff right here. And it's supposed to make the experience better because I guess you're not dealing with people with less money. And I guess those are worse to be around. But <laughs> standards. You make it sound so scummy. I love it. It, it, it is. It's kind of scummy. It's like, like who, like genuinely $4,800. That's a fucking car. And it's only two days that you're going to this event. So it's, that's a lot of money to spend for two days. And that's that's basically the cost of a Disney vacation. And with that, though, you would get all the parks at Disney World, which is, I think there's four parks. There's Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom. So four parks over the course of four days, and maybe that cost you $5,000, all the food included. But that's four days compared to $5,000 for two days. Um, what do you think, Pablo Memes? What, what, what can this experience do, in your opinion, to justify the high price tag? If if the if the Ray is played by Daisy Ridley, and I get to meet her. Um, <laughs> uh, I knew you were gonna say that. I mean, like, no, like it's for real though. It's like forty eight hundred dollars for two people for a what two three day vacation. That's not even. Oh my gosh, that's insane. I understand. Like, this is gonna be like the most insane hotel ever because of all the immersions. I mean, I know. Like, I've been reading up on this and stuff because I was planning on going until I. Till they released how much it costed like all the windows are actual like like 3d screens and stuff so you're seeing mm -hmm. you're actually looking outside into space like it's really awesome like if i had like five thousand dollars just sitting around yeah i'd go absolutely but like you said this is not for it's clear that this isn't something that they're like hey me you me and you my, hey you guys want to go to go to the star wars hotel next year let's plan that like that's not and it's kind of a shame because Someone said they literally made Canto bite <laughs> in the most <laughs> ironic way. I saw someone post about that after it got revealed. I was like, that's so true. That makes me um, happy. I'm like, I want to go so bad though because it's, it's an experience that's like absolutely insane. Obviously, like it's $5,000 hotel. It's going to be the most insane thing ever. Um, but uh, that's, I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I'm obviously not going to be able to go because it's, it's so much money. So at the moment, I'm saying, no, it's not going to be worth that much money to me. Uh, to someone who makes a hundred grand a year, 150 grand a year or whatever, uh, to them, they're like, yeah, let's do that. Cause to them, that's like, that'd be like spending $1,500 to the average person or whatever it'd be. I don't, I don't know what that would equal out to, but, um, yeah, no, definitely not. But I still would love to go if I was, if I had the opportunity, obviously. I, don't know. I know some people who make over uh, six figures and even they were like, Oh my God, really? the <laughs> yeah, like, this is, this is hard to justify. Unless Maybe 500,000 salary. Yeah, that's okay. pretty, you know? yeah, of course. Gosh. Yeah. You're reasonable. right. That is, that is wow. But, yeah. But this is really pricing out not only the middle-class people, but even the upper middle-class echelon of here in America. So it's, um, 
Yeah, like this person says, it's it's for the elite. It's not for us plebs. <laughs> uh, I, I'm living in poverty, so I'm <laughs> fine. So he, screw you, what, Disney. You know, this, this person says he's an engineering <laughs> engineer, and uh, the, the pricing is absurd. I mean, maybe if you built it, but even that, uh, I know people who work at Disney who aren't getting discounts on this, so it's gonna suck for everybody. It must be the most insane financial thing they've ever done. Then, basically, I wonder if that's it. I wonder if it's like they spent so much money on this and are going to be spending so much every night for this, or like. We can't take any risks with this. Put that thing to five thousand dollars minimum. I can't wait because you know they're gonna bring George Lucas there and like they're gonna take pictures. Oh, of God. And I just can't wait for him to give like the half ass smile. He's like, Yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> like, not this again. He's like, Who are all you people? I didn't create you guys. Gosh. <laughs> God, I would pay I, I, would, I would pay like twenty thousand just to do the whole thing with George Lucas. Oh yeah, no. If you I'm would a, that not yeah, ruin the experiment you, experience? No, no, He'd be it's, like, it's a two night stay, <laughs> and if you pay a certain amount, you stay with George Lucas uh, at the hotel for two nights. Um, that, that's an extra like fee, though. Gosh, <laughs> could you imagine? Poor guy. It, imagine him doing this like in his eighties, where he's like senile. He has no idea what's going on. He's, like, oh, <laughs> he's there. He's like, I died, and I, I I went to Star Wars. This is he how. thinks he's actually <laughs> in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> What? I'm reliving the same thing every day. He's like, good God, Disney killed me, and they put me to hell. This is ridiculous. Uh, poor, poor guy. Um, I would love that. Oh, okay, man, so worth it then. Let, let's, say, let's say, hypothetically, if we could get the Chatooine crew to go and the fans help fund us, um, how, how do we convince Disney to let us in for free? Would, would we all do this? Would this be a, a good experience for the Chatooine crew? Because um, if, if we all four went, it'd be 1500 a person. Um, so well, chat, if you guys want to super chat 1500 right now, I got my, my cover of it done. Let's Not start the bit. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only well, um, real. The place uh, we'll, 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 we'll tell them that Lunga's our dad and we're three adopted kids. And yeah. 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 I'm probably not going to get a discount at all. They're going to be like, oh, well. Um, and because of our inclusivity, we cannot allow you know four guys in here now. We're we're gonna, you, you guys have to be in Star Wars robes or something. That's another thing they said they're trying to encourage is people to show up like in costume, as well. <laughs> so they forced Lunga to wear a Resistance outfit. I'd love that. <laughs> okay, we have. Okay, guys, you gotta you gotta do this now. We have to do that. Then I'll, I want to see him forced into a Resistance costume. He's like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Stays in the car the whole cool. trip. <laughs> Lunga's the oldest of us all, and he's had enough time to save up for this. So we're just gonna have him foot the bill. And since that's he fine. I think I think he I think he'd do it. Yeah, hundred percent. And he'd cover the alcohol charges too. Oh, um, that's another on. thing. Uh, you can you can pay extra to sit at the captain's table too, um, for like one of the dining. Things. Pay extra. You're paying five grand. <laughs> what do you mean, uh, captain's table? What captain are we sitting with? It's the captain of the ship. It's a char- it's a character. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're they're going full out immersion. Like you're gonna be talking to people. There's gonna be like people who are operating the ship, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, bro, are you like from Boston or something?" And they're gonna be like, "I'm from Corellia." Like they're, they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna make it as real as possible. I, f- I feel like after a while, the employees there would be like so miserable. They'd be like, "Hi," like so someone dressed as a Twi'lek. "Hi, yeah. nice to meet you." Yeah, <laughs> they're just not excited. Jeez, uh, whoever is gonna be the Twi'lek is probably gonna be like the server for uh, a oh, lot of like no. tables and everything. And you know how the drunk dads are gonna be like, "Wow, you look like hey. you're on the movies." <laughs> well, that's already happening at, uh, at at Galaxy's Edge. I saw a video of a guy hitting up hitting on one of the rays 
and she was trying to talk to this little girl. It was the most. Uh, it made me. It made me like physically like die inside. It was so cringe. It was oh, so yeah, uncomfortable. No, I've heard so. I many felt stories. so bad, and it, it went on for like three minutes. I feel, I feel even worse for the uh, Kylo Ren actor. I'll, I saw. I've seen videos of like girls going up to him, and being like, "Hey, like, <laughs> yeah. can you say oh, dad?" Man. For me? Like, oh gosh! Oh my god! That's awful. I just feel bad for them. It's like, yeah, a bunch of Star Wars fans at the end of the day. We're a bunch of weirdos, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's not even Star Wars fans. Uh, Disney princesses in general get a lot of harassment by yeah. creeps. And uh, Disney's not a company who really cares about that. So they're like, oh, you know, well, they see they that, 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 that so, money. <laughs> yeah, once they get your money, they don't really care what you do. Um, I guess I guess the last topic, and I'm kind of sad Lunga's not here for this one because... I really wanted to hear his thoughts oh, on yeah. the most recent Bad Batch episodes. Um, we haven't talked about it in a minute. I definitely haven't talked to Goldman about it in a while. And we've missed a lot. Uh, at least I've missed a lot on my channel. I haven't reviewed the past four episodes. So I don't think we've talked about the past five. So now that we're at the series finale, we're done with part one. Um, personally, I, I really liked this most recent episode. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on not only the past few episodes, but mainly this uh, part one of the series finale. Uh, Palp memes. I know you've been a critic. I'll, I'll let you go first. I was really. I was. I. I just watched this episode last night. I or yesterday evening. I. I really did enjoy. It, it was a very enjoyable episode. That said, the same problems that have consisted throughout the series still uh, consist with this episode. Uh, my main issue that I've realized is it being I have literal zero care or connection for these characters. Um, Hunter and Omega, I'd say, have the most, but even then, it's kind of borderline. Um, and so, whenever the Camino, whenever the starters or you know the vendors and stuff came in, so I blown up the Caminos. I was trying to feel something. I was trying to feel like, oh my gosh, this is like what the heck's gonna happen? But I just didn't. I, I like. And I'm an easy movie watcher. I'm an easy show watcher. Like, typically, that like with anything that makes me so sad and emotional. With this, I like I just don't care. But then again, it was still it may be my favorite episode of the whole series, and that's saying something. Um, I really did enjoy this episode. I give it about like a seven point eight out of ten. Um, and I enjoyed it. I, I didn't even watch the few episodes before this one. I got so behind that I just didn't care. And people told me they aren't very important, so I was like, eh, fine. And I kind of forgot about them. But this episode, it was still good. I, I really enjoyed it. I wish, I wish the show had more good like this episode did, and then I think it'd be a lot better. But um, I am intrigued. I want to know. Obviously, they're going to escape after the next episode. They're obviously not going to kill off the Bad Batch. Um, I would think it, it'd be very bold if they do, and that'd be very interesting. But they already kind of ruined that by saying there's going to be a season two. So um it's like yeah they're gonna get out which is fine i'm just curious to see how they get out and i am excited for the next episode so yeah 7.8 out of 10 what about you goldman i know, I know you've been uh nonchalant about this series almost since episode one i would think uh, i mean even going into it you weren't really enticed with this and uh, understandably so but how do you feel about this most recent episode I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this most recent episode and I, I pretty much love like the whole thing um, I don't know. I, I don't want to repeat what a lot of people have been saying. I mean, I like, I, I felt like at the end when Camino was getting destroyed, like how they showed the empty rooms. Even I got a little nostalgic just because I love yeah, the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, I actually cared about Hunter. Oh, what they did with Crosshair actually surprised me when he's like, I got my chip removed. That that surprised mm -hmm. me. I like mm -hmm. that. That was cool. So I really enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. But the season as a whole, I've been very disappointed. I liked the first episode. I like the two episodes that they went to Ryloth, and I like this episode. So that's four episodes. I didn't care for the Cad Bane episodes. 
like the whole first half of the season I thought was borderline useless. Um, so no, I, I've, I've been, I've been disappointed with the show as a whole. It's, but I'm not too harsh because I do have similar opinions to the first season of rebels. Oh, I think the first season of rebels is so much better than this season. Um, the first seasons are usually the weakest. I mean, first season of Clone Wars, I can't even watch like most. Oh yeah, it's, it's really bad. Um, so I'm optimistic that the series will get better, hopefully. But the thing is, like, with The Mandalorian, the first season of The Mandalorian, right? At the time, there was, like, a few filler episodes, right? You know, the fourth, fifth, and sixth episodes. The one with Cara Dune, the one on Tatooine, and the one with the prison. Um, like, those are kind of filler episodes. But you could tell they were setting things up for the next season. And all three of those episodes had things that paid off in season two. With this season of The Bad Batch, I'm not sure, like, what they've established that could be set up for the future. I mean, Rex, Gregor, like, certain characters could show up, I guess. Um, overall, I've liked what they've done with the world building. It's, I wish they did more. Like, I, I like how we see them phasing out the clones. I liked how we saw a prototype of Stormtrooper armor and how they mentioned the TK Troopers. Um, I didn't care that they had the connection to Republic Commando. That's neat. But that didn't really super excite me or anything. I wish they just did more of it. Like the first half of the season, I don't even remember what happened. Like I know that at some point <laughs> yeah. they had to, they had to go back to get the chips removed. I remember Trace and Rafa showed up because I love those characters because of how much everyone hates them. Um, like we went There's one with a cut up, right? The the guy who who dipped. Um, I think that was like the second episode, right? The guy who like left. Yes. Um, yes. Him. I think once, I think it was the 13th episode where the Pike showed up and they just did an absolutely useless mission. That At that point, I was like, okay, I feel like most of the season's been wasted. The yeah. 14th episode was okay, you know, when they showed the clones. I like a lot of the world building they're doing. It's just, I feel like I don't care about, I feel like every episode's the same where I get, I get the message they're trying to send. You know, the Bad Batch, they're, the episode begins... There is a problem, and Hunter is like, no, it's too risky. We can't save everyone. And then Omega is like, but Hunter, that's what we <laughs> soldiers, that's what we do. we got to help everyone. And then they help them, and then they always escape, except for this most recent one where Hunter was captured. And then predictably, Omega is like, we got to go save Hunter. So they go save Hunter, and now they're probably going to go escape again. I am glad, though, that they didn't, like, discard Crosshair. I thought, I, I thought that scene really worked where Crosshair was like, um, these guys don't leave each other behind most of the time because, you know, they left him behind and they're like, yeah, you were trying to kill us, but Crosshair's like, yeah, but you guys still never would never abandon each other, but you abandoned me. I'd really, yeah, that. Yeah. I think, he, he said they didn't give him a chance. So. Yeah. So I think that's going to pay off. Um, and I hope it does. I just hope Crosshair doesn't die. Oh my God. I'm so tired yeah. of redemptions or people turning good where they die at the end. Even though, like, it worked with Vader. Kylo, I thought it was great, even though I was disappointed that it happened. I mean, the only time that a character went from evil to good and actually stayed alive, I think, was Callus. Is there anyone else? Uh, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, Revan went from, like, good to bad to good again, but I mean, uh, that, that was... Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Um, yes. I, I really agree with you. I don't think Crosshair should die, and I thought this episode was extremely well written and the one before it was pretty engaging as well um i've been more positive about the series than pretty much everyone on tatooine 
And mm-hmm. I, I think it's because I liked the world building of it. But uh, looking back, I do feel like a lot of it has been a waste of time. I feel like a lot of the episodes are going to be duds in the long run where we look at it and we're like, wow, the animation has really come a long way. But the storytelling has pretty much fallen off in a lot of regards. And I, I've i said it before, it's, it's kind of weird that everyone's a big Dave Filoni praiser in when it comes to this series, it's almost like there's no support for it, even though Dave Filoni is one of the main creators, even though he's kind of uh, just the executive producer. He, he took a back step on this. So it I feel like a lot of people me... love this show, which is which surprises me. I feel like I feel like a lot of people in like the Xaros community like love it. I, I don't I don't feel that. I feel like it's um yeah. I, I feel like at least on like on my Instagram accounts, like any anytime I post on my Star Wars only Instagram about the Bad Batch it gets the least amount of engagement compared to an actual meme. And people just kind of comment like mainly the same things that we've talked about of this last episode. I didn't really like, but when there's big moments, mainly, I guess you could say fan service moments like uh, scorch from Republic commando showing up and um, the other one, the cat Bane, those moments seem to have gotten the community really involved, but it feels like the only time this series really had the entire star Wars fandoms attention was the series premiere, and it's because it was seventy minutes long. Um, you know, Kane and Jar showed up as young Padawan. Like a lot of that stuff felt really epic. But as the show has gone on, it feels like it's lost a lot of steam. So I think this recent episode has brought it back a little bit, and the episode before that. But um, the filler episodes definitely kind of took it away. And I, I think that if they do kill off Crosshair, it kind of, for me at least, will ruin almost any excitement I have for season two. Because to me, him coming back into the Bad Batch, him working with him again is the right way to go about season two and for the bad batch to hopefully move on from Omega in some sense, or move on into a new part of their life because it's, it's just been a mercenary thing this entire season. It's been, we don't have money. We got to get money. Oh, we owe money. Well, now we got to get more of it. Oh, this person who we owe money to can get us to this person who we're friends with. And it's just kind of been a very repetitive formula that hasn't entirely worked for me yet. Um, but but I'm really thinking that with the series finale, a lot of people are going to look at the series um, maybe in a different light, especially with this last episode of showing the empty hallways and the cafe and everything. Like I said on Twitter that it really felt like for me, a part of my childhood died, um, not in a bad way, like, oh, they ruined my childhood, but in the way that I remember this is the first Star Wars movie I remember seeing in theaters, um, Attack of the Clones, and that dealt with the clones. That's where I first saw Camino and since the Clone Wars, they've been a big part of my Star Wars experience, even though I don't love them like other people do. And so now that it's an end of an era and they've been kind of showing that with Kamino, uh, that does have a lot of emotional weight, I imagine, for a lot of Star Wars fans. So I hope we get that same emotional payoff in the next episode um, for the series finale or season finale. Um, do you guys think it's going to go past season two or do you think season two is going to be where we end things? Uh, I don't I think, think so. I, I can see them going past it. I, don't know, I feel like they can stretch out the story to whatever, wherever they want. I guess they can keep doing whatever they want, yeah. I think timeline-wise, probably not, because we we're we going to, like, this is such a weird time for Star Wars, because it's, like, the time before all these mass amounts of shows uh, release, so right now it's just, this is just kind of filling in that gap before Book of Boba Fett gets started, then we have Andor, then we got Kenobi, then we've got Ahsoka, then we got Rey. I don't, I can't see them throwing a Bad Batch Season 3 in the midst of, you know, all these, including Rogue Squadron and stuff, all these other things. I think this is, this show is, and maybe season two, I don't know when that's going to release, but I really can't see him doing a season three just based off of what is already going to be coming out around that time that it would uh, hypothetically come out. So, 
Uh, I, I agree. I, I think season three would not only be a reach, I think that would be stretching people's attention spans then, because in terms of priority, next year we're already getting, I think, four live-action Star Wars shows. I mean, Book of Boba Fett will likely release a little bit into the beginning of 2022. Mandalorian Season 3 is coming out in 2022. The Cassian Andor series is coming out in 2022. The Kenobi series is coming out in 2022. And if Ahsoka Tano finishes up this year, it could also come out at the end of next year which would be huge, and don't forget, we're also getting Bad Batch. So that's a lot of content, and I feel like in terms of what people are going to be interested in, this is going to be the bottom of the list for almost everybody, unless you are just a diehard Lucasfilm animation fan. And um, even if you are, I I just feel like everything's going to be um, centered around all the live-action stuff coming out. So uh, it, it... it really depends on the popularity, like uh, this person's saying. If season two does well in views, maybe they'll do a season three. But I, I don't, I don't see it happening personally. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll surprise us. Maybe, maybe we'll enjoy the ending of season one. Do you think it's going to be a cliffhanger at the end of season one? No. I yeah, so. I don't. Eh, I don't think they should because they left this episode in a cliffhanger. So I don't think it should. I think it'd feel really. I think that'd just be bad of them if they did that. But the, I mean, it the animated series has never really had like cliffhangers, like 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 the Force Awakens s cliffhanger. I mean, the closest thing was probably yeah. the end of season two of Rebels, but like that's just because we wanted to like know where what happened to Ahsoka. Like Ezra was saved, Kanan lost his eyesight. That was, that was not really a cliffhanger. Um, we we so, thought yeah. like Ezra was going to the dark side a little bit, but that was kind of. Yeah, that, 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 man, that was infuriating. But that was the only kind of thing that led me. I think the only way they could do a cliffhanger for the end of uh, this season would be um, Omega being Force-sensitive or something like that. Like, something just completely out of nowhere. It's like, oh, Omega, your real name is Omega Palpatine or something like that. <laughs> like, you are crazy <laughs> stupid. What? Um, yeah, that, that, would, that would freak me out. But And Luke and Leia pop up as Force ghosts, and they just stare yeah. at her, and she goes... Omega Skywalker. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I'd love that. It'd be my favorite show. I'd be like, okay, this, this fandom's gonna, like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> the reaction to that. Yeah, finally people uh, will be paying attention to I know, me. I was like, now I have something to look forward to. Now I have something to, to actually have a reason to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to say about the Bad Batch, um, that, that's it for me on that that subject. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I hope that it goes well. But season two, don't know when it's going to get here and don't know how hyped I'll be for it when it comes out. Um, maybe they should do like a 70 per minute, a 70 minute finale instead of a premiere for like season two. If they do at the end of season two, like a 70 minute finale episode that's like the end of the series and that's it. I think people would be on board for that. I think that'd be cool. But other than that, I feel like we're almost. Um, dried up all the content for bad batch i I don't i don't want more filler episodes in season two like we had for season one if we do the series will not age well in my opinion Mm -hmm. i'm I'm with you all right guys uh thank you all for tuning in this was a good chat unfortunately our boy lunga um i think he got mugged in chicago so he uh, will be asking for super chats in the near future don't forget though we do have isadora in the immortal chains kickstarter in the description as well and if you want to get those star wars books we were talking about 35 percent off your order you can save that money click the link in the description below so that's all the time we have for the day thank you all for joining us here on chatooine make sure you subscribe to everyone's channels who links are in the description below 
Can't wait to see you all again. Make sure you leave a like, subscribe. It helps out all of our channels. Thank you, and we'll see you all next time. And may the force be with you, always. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>